Hey, entrepreneurs, it's your podcast mogul, Phil Better here. I am excited for this episode, as as I know you are. Before we jump into this episode, I'm going to ask you, if you are also a podcaster and you're looking to grow your podcast or monetize your podcast, make sure you stay till the end of the episode. I have a special deal for you or a special offer, if you will. But ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Welcome, Entrepreneur everybody, Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, the podcast mogul Phil Better, and today I am happy to have the host of the Purpose Driven Podcast, the uh, mastermind behind the Purpose Driven Podcast, or Masterclass, and the Growth Now Movement, Mr. Justin Senek. Justin, thank you so much for being here. Phil, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to dive in and, and hopefully share one or two things that your audience is like, hey, maybe maybe this Justin guy isn't totally dumb. <laughs> That's always the goal here. <laughs> well, with the amount of amazing people you have on your background that you've in, uh, interviewed, I'm pretty sure you're not full of uh, BS or anything. That You know a few things. Um, Justin, could you give us a quick introduction about yourself? Let my audience know. Yeah, man. So, uh, you know, I always like to say I'm a podcaster uh, first. And I think I say that because everything that I do now in, in multiple businesses and speaking and my own live events all stems from the podcast itself, which I started six and a half years ago. You know, back in the day when I would tell people I had a podcast, the response would be, what's a podcast? Uh, <laughs> and and now they roll their eyes and they go, oh, you have a podcast too? You know, and so it's changed so much, which I love because I think podcasting is is such a beautiful medium for people to learn, for people to connect for people to grow. Um, and I, I just feel really fortunate to have the success that I have. Like Inc. Magazine listed me as a top eight podcast every entrepreneur should follow and so many great things. And so I just feel really, really blessed to, to do what I do and have the conversations I have. And like you said, the cool people on my wall, I get to call friends and some business partners. And so it's been quite the journey over the last six and a half years. Oh, I love that. I love that. I, I want to go the beginning. What made you decide to start a podcast? Like what, what was it that drove you to do this like what was your why yeah so it's funny the podcast idea came from a different why than what the podcast actually ended up being so i was doing very very well in the corporate world i mean if we went even further back in my life i shouldn't have even been in the corporate world uh, i was a very terrible student in high school at a 1.7 gpa at one point um and then i at 19 i got into direct sales because obviously college wasn't happening and I did very well in the corporate or in the direct sales job. And really that gave me a taste of entrepreneurship. Like that gave me like, oh wait, there's a freedom here, right? I can create my own income and it's based off of how much I want to work versus how much I have to work and all these cool things. And I also at the same time got introduced to self-development and um, really realized that, hey, I, I actually do like learning, but I like learning things that I enjoy learning about, right? And, and how to better myself and all those things. And that was like the, the, the first nibble of entrepreneurship. But life happens and I had to get a corporate job to support myself. And I ended up working my way up a ladder in a medical sales. 
but I always had this desire to be an entrepreneur. And I had three failed businesses and I was like, clearly I'm doing this wrong. And I knew about the medium of podcasting and I knew it was getting easier at the time to buy a microphone and record and, and all these things. So the original idea behind the podcast was I wanted to interview other entrepreneurs uh, in order to pick their brain, figure out how they did it so I can implement that into my life. Because clearly at this point I was doing it wrong, right? And I saw it as a great tool to network and learn. Uh, and then what ended up happening was six months before I launched the show, my mom lost a 20 year battle to opioids wow. and it opened my eyes to the fact that life is so much more than what society says is success. And so I started to have these conversations with entrepreneurs and thought leaders and uh, actors and, and celebrities and so on and so forth. And we started to talk about, you know, those rock bottom moments and overcoming them and and really creating the life that you desire versus what society says you should go chase. Uh, and so the idea behind it was, hey, let me pick the brain of entrepreneurs. And what ended up happening was a heartfelt conversation with now over 400 people um, to really figure out, you know, how do we find fulfillment in this life uh, while creating the success that we desire? And so that was really the, the where the journey began. And it's been a wild ride over the last six and a half years. My God, you must have amazing stories. I can't wait. Wow, that's a lot of episodes. That's a lot of episodes. And I, I, I want to know, because you're building a business while you're running this podcast, time management must be something that's super important to you and must be like, you must live a religious calendar life. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a really good question. So time management is, is something that is key. It's something that I learned at a young age, like to understand to block your time. Um, but I think the, the biggest thing that we learn with, or that people should understand with time management, isn't about how much can I get done. For me, time management is how much fun can I have today? And I block off what I prioritize as important to me. And that is working out, that is spending time with my family, that is having a cigar, that is doing the things that I enjoy first. And then everything else is around that. Because look, I don't work to live, I live to work. Or I don't live to work, I work to live, right? And so I always immediately prioritize what fills my soul first. What are the things that are non-negotiable in my life? And then work comes in after that. I'm usually done work today as an exception because I'm literally back-to-back -back calls from, I don't even know when I started till after five o'clock today, but I'm usually done work around 2 p.m. every single day. Uh, and, I, and, and I do that because I'm very, very efficient with what I have to get done. Um, I don't dilly dally. I don't procrastinate. I sit down, I get the work done and I, and I do what I have to do in order to, to deliver a high quality product to my clients, to my listeners, to everybody else in between. And so I always go, look, if you, if time management for me first is look, get the stuff that you want to do and put it on the, on the calendar. And then everything else happens in, in between the margins. Right. Uh, and so time management is very important, but I kind of look at it backwards as to what most entrepreneurs would say time management, right? I get up and I get to work and I do all these things. Yeah. I, I work fairly early. Like I get up, I get up right before 6am every single morning. I have a couple cup of, uh, two cups of coffee and then me and my fiance go for a three mile walk. And then I'm usually in my office right after that. And I, and I get to work, but I do that to be super efficient and get to the things that I enjoy. No, I, I, I that's great. Like I think, what people don't understand when you start working for yourself, you get all this freedom and it's kind of like going to university. You're going from high school, rigid culture, which you know exactly where you're going to be at what time and that. And then you go to university where you have maybe a class at 8am and then you don't have anything until the end of the day, you know, and you have to build your life around that. And when you're going into entrepreneurship, it's the exact same thing. And that's why I wanted to know about time management because you're so busy and you've done so much. I, I, I was interested in that.
Yeah. And dude, I'm, real quick, I'll add to that. I'm so glad you mentioned the, the time freedom um, because a lot of times people take that as, oh, I get to do whatever I want. No, you got to execute on the things you have to execute on in order to survive entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship is hard. Entrepreneurship is stressful. There's a lot of things that you have to think about every single day. Um, but that's why I believe in efficiency. I don't believe in the hustle culture of having to work 24 seven. I'm just talking about when you're working, you're working, right? And you literally go, okay, what do I have to get done? So I have a to-do list every single day. Once I'm done that to-do list, I'm done for the day. Uh, and it's, it's as simple as that. Talking about your to-do list, I'm, I'm interested, do you write it out before the day before, the week before, or do you have this giant to-do list and you just go, okay, these are the three things I need to get done today. And then tomorrow I'll look at another three things. Yeah, so it's a daily checklist for me before I leave my desk the night before or the day before. I go, what do I have to get done tomorrow? I put it on a list. I literally do it in like the Apple Notes where you can click things off when you're when you're finishing yeah. them because I feel accomplished. It's almost like you know you get a treat when you're a kid when you're done. So those clicking clicking those things off are good for me. Um, but but yeah, so I do it before I get done my work for the day, and then the next day that's that's the list I have to tackle. Oh, I love that. Okay. Okay, I was just wondering. Also, great, great advice for me. Maybe I'll start doing that and uh, make my life a little more efficient. Um, Justin, when you started your podcast and you 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 went from going, I'm going to pick these people brains to having heartfelt conversations and getting through the the, the shitty parts of life, um, you must have gotten a whole bunch of tips uh, to figure out how to get through those dark days, those hard days, because it comes in all entrepreneurs and everybody's life. Um, do you have one that would stick out that you would love to share with my audience? Yeah, it's a really good question. Obviously, I've gotten so many words of advice and and I learned through stories. So obviously, so many great stories of entrepreneurship and just life in general and people overcoming some crazy things. So first, I'll, always, I'll say this. Every single person has their own sets of adversity and there's not one greater adversity than the rest, right? They actually did a study in kids, which is kind of crazy. So they, they scanned their brains, right? There was a a rich kid in a rich neighborhood who the worst thing that he went through was some some kids made fun of him in school. Then they took a kid from the inner city where his dad sold drugs and his mom got shot right in front of him. And when they scanned their brains, the trauma to the brain was exactly the same in both of them. So the bullying and the mom getting shot right in front of the kid, the same trauma. So yes, we all have a ton of adversity to overcome. So the first thing we need to accept is life is happening for us and not to us to get out of the victim mindset in order to then control our lives. That was a great advice, right? Understand that even the worst things in our life are happening for us. There's an opportunity inside of them, right? To be proactive from those things. The second part of that is an even better lesson. And this is actually the common thread behind every single conversation I had. Um, I asked the same question, same two questions to every single guest since, since day one. And one of the questions is, what is your definition of success? And the follow-up to that is, what are three things you do every single day to ensure that success for yourself? Oh, and so the culminate. Th- th- thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, you can stay. I want. Um, the three things, though, every single day was the common theme behind every single person I interviewed. Now, keep in mind, I've interviewed people from all walks of life, all levels of success, whatever. And the three things I realized was self-serving in some way, shape, or form. They were taking care of themselves in some way, shape, or form. And so I realized that you have to be, in order to be selfless in life, you have to first be selfish. Uh, and you have to make sure that you're doing the things for you first, right? And so from there, I created four things that I do every single day that are non-negotiables that 
when I started to implement them daily into my life, um, my life changed. My business grew. My relationships got better. Uh, I got healthier. Like all these things, when I put them into my life and I made them non-negotiables, that was a life-changing thing for me. And so it's really a two-part answer to your one question, right? It was one, under, first you had to get out of the victim mindset, right? But understanding life is happening for me. And the second thing is you have to make sure you take care of yourself because you can't pour from an empty cup. Wow, jeez. Getting golden nuggets here for like for over 400 episodes of gold. Just, just give it right there. I love it. Um, th that is great. Like, yes, pouring from an empty cup. You can't do that. You need to fill yourself. Oh, it's just like, everything is just hitting differently. I, I love when I have a moment like that with a guest. Um, do you have a, a, maybe a favorite episode that you've recorded in your podcast? Yeah, man. I, I don't. I don't want to say all the episodes are bad, right? But is there one that stands out? Well, they're all terrible. So what's the best What's the best of the worst? Uh, so no, you know, the, I, this is actually probably my number one question that I get asked, right? When I speak at events, there's always like somebody who's like, oh, well, who's your favorite guest or, or whatever. Um, and I don't have an answer to that. They've all been great. They've all served in some way, shape or form um, for me, for sure. But there's been moments like pinch me moments that I like to share. Right. So like one, there's a guy named Fabio Viviani from, uh, he was on top chef as a, he's a massive entrepreneur. I went to an event, uh, a number of years ago and I remember, and I had just started the podcast at the time. And I remember seeing this guy speak. And at first it stands out in my head because I remember going, who cares about a chef? Like, I don't watch reality TV. Like I was like, who cares about a chef? I saw him speak and I turned to my friend after he spoke and I go, I need to be friends with that guy. Uh, and within, within less than a year, he was on the podcast and he's become one of my really, really good friends. So like little moments like that, where like you can sit down with people that you've admired or, you know, you said, Hey, I want that person in my circle and you can kind of create that. So that's one. And then there's been a couple like young Justin moments of like young Justin would be so beside himself because you're having this conversation, right? Like diamond Dallas page. Uh, if you're a uh, professional, right? I don't know. I know DDP. Come yeah, on. Yeah. So he's been on the show and that was one of those moments. I, I mean, I'm still a wrestling fan to this day. I still watch wrestling regularly. I'm not a, I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm, it's still real to me, damn it. And so, you know, sitting down with DDP for over an hour and, and having a conversation with him and staying connected with him. And, you know, in high school, there was a guy named Ricky Williams who got drafted and the, the New, Saint, New Orleans Saints traded away their whole entire future to draft this guy. And he was like the big thing. And so it was a huge moment in, in sports you know, being a, a young sports fan like I was when I was in high school, when he got drafted, he was supposed to be drafted by the Eagles and all these things happened. And, and I'm, a, I'm from the Philadelphia area. And so Ricky Williams got drafted that year. And I sat down and interviewed Ricky Williams. And he was a you know pro bowler who got kicked out of the NFL for smoking weed. But, you know, we we to, to have those moments because, you know, six and a half years ago, I decided to buy a microphone and, and plug it in and have some conversations. I think more than anything, it's the pinch me moments for sure. Oh, I know. I love those pinch me moments. And like you said, there's probably 18 year old Phil looking at me now going, we're, we're doing this. We're, we're living a life where we don't work in the corporate world. My God. <laughs> um, let's talk business, business side on this. And when did you decide to transform your podcast into like a business? Yeah. You know, it actually was decided for me really. Like I never, I like, I, of course, I think in the back of my head, I had a, a dream that like, oh, the podcast would blow up and I'd, you know, I'd do my business and then I'd speak and, you know, the things that I do now, which is crazy now that I've just said it out loud, but I think it was kind of an idea in the back of my head, but I never really thought it would ever become that. And so I own a number of different podcasts 
businesses. So when people ask me like, who are you? I always say I'm a podcaster first. You know, the podcast itself is is the the center of the wheel. And then there's these spokes that come off. And so I own three different podcast companies that all kind of focus on different things. And then the other side is my brand, which is my live events and speaking and the motivational side of things. But the way it worked was the podcast took off. Uh, you know, it started to grow organically and I was having success and, and it took some time. Don't get me wrong. Like it was like a year plus before there was any kind of growth on the show and then started really getting some growth. And then Inc. Magazine happened and it exploded and people will come to me and like, hey, talk to me. How do I do this podcast thing? And I started helping people. And I remember a moment where a guy, I, I, I spent some time with him about 45 minutes and I said, do this, 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 whatever. And he goes, well, I've really liked this conversation. Um, you know, can we, can we continue? I'd like to continue it. And I said, uh, sh uh, sure. Like, let me, I was about to be like, yeah, let me know whenever you want to chat, we can. And he goes, well, how much? I was like, oh, wait, hold on. People will pay me for this. <laughs> and so I made up a, I made up a number on the spot. He paid me for five months in advance. Uh, and that's kind of started this like, oh, well, okay. Maybe the podcast itself might not be the business, but maybe I can, I can do something along those lines. And I still to this day own a podcast coaching and production company. And, um, you know, it's just a, a cog in the wheel really, but it, it happened accidentally, really. Like I just kind of said yes. And so now when I talk with other fellow entrepreneurs that are in the beginning of, of the stages, I always go, go into a season of yes. When you don't really have anything going for you and things feel stale, it's okay to say yes to opportunity um, that you didn't necessarily see that being the, the, the vehicle or the, or the driving force, right? Um, that then funded my brand growth. That funded, you know, me being able to, to be Justin Shank, the speaker and podcaster. And, um, and so, yeah, man, I, I think, I think um, it happened accidentally and I'm so grateful that it did. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, no, that is an amazing feeling when you, you wait, people will pay us to podcast. When you have a podcast, you just don't understand. Like, and people pay for the convenience. Like, I don't want to spend 20 minutes searching on Google when I can pay you $20 to do it for me or yeah. getting the knowledge. Yeah, I know. That's great. Um, Somebody better pay me, pay me more than $20 for 20 minutes, though. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, 20, $20 a minute, maybe. Um, Justin, um, coming into the world, like, how did you land your guests? Like, how did that first couple of big guests get landed on your show? You know, six and a half years ago, it was a different world, right? There weren't many podcasts, and there certainly weren't many podcasters brazen enough to ask. Uh, and so I actually just gave a talk at PodFest back in May. I, gave, I, mean, I think it was May or just into June, maybe. And... It was in Orlando, Florida, and I spoke, and I literally gave a talk on this. Like, how do you land big-name guests in order to leverage their brand? And uh, the first thing I said was, your, your first tip is to ask. Uh, you'd be surprised. And I now have clients with millions of followers, and it's kind of crazy to understand that I work with these individuals. But um, ask. I know what their inbox is like. It's not filled with quality stuff. And honestly, it's not overflowing with messages like you'd think. Because most people are like, oh, they're not going to read it, so why would I message them? And so... Just ask is is this the tip number one? So back six and a half years ago, when you're asking somebody to be on a podcast and it was a new thing, it was exciting. I mean, we had big people from episode five, like Brian Scudamore, the the CEO of One Hundred Got Junk, was was episode five on my show, and then we had a Super Bowl Hall of Famer it was like episode number sixteen, uh, and so kind of crazy stuff like that. But now there is a way to do it specifically um, to how you get people on the show, and it's to ask a very very specific way, and. Really, the idea behind the ask is to remove them from the scenario and remove yourself. What I mean by remove them is, okay, they might be promoting something great, 
but them coming on your show, that's not the purpose. Like, cool, you might sell another book or two. Awesome. Uh, and it's not about me. It's not about me growing my audience. Or it's not about me anything. It's about the audience itself. And what I found with most high level individuals and, and successful people is that they're giving and they want to give as much as they can. The easiest thing for them to give is their story, their motiva their motivational tactics, et cetera. And so I, I use a specific line in my ask, which is I would love it if you would take some time out of your day to help inspire my audience. And that line itself is the game changer because it removes you and it removes them from the equation. And it's really about making an impact in the world. And then that really is the secret there's a free download that I have. I don't remember the what the link. It's something like purposedrivenpodcaster.com slash invite, I think, where people can go and see exa literally exactly what I send to every single person. I'm not I'm not here to hide any secrets. Like that is literally what I do from top to bottom, exactly what I send to every single person and why I'm still to this day able to get people on my show. I love that. That's such a simple ask. And they, and who doesn't want to share their purpose and then share that with their audience and that I definitely going to be sharing that in this episode's going on both feeds, the podcast series and the digital entrepreneur, because it's gold for both of them. Um, I, we're coming up to the end, which I, I hate because I don't want to end this conversation. Justin, I'm having so much fun talking with you and I'm glad we were able to get you on the show. But the two last questions I'm going to have for you is, is there a book that you suggest entrepreneurs or people looking to start their entrepreneurial journey to read before they jump into this crazy world of ours? Yeah, man. You know what? I, I don't, so yeah, there's books, right? Um, the E Myth is is really really good for startup entrepreneurs and people looking to to dive into it. Um, but the the end of the day is, I think there's more than just tactical books that you can read. Um, and so the first book that was ever handed to me at the age of 19, which allowed me to open my mind to like I can I control the narrative, uh, is a book called Who Moved My Cheese. I highly recommend whether you're an entrepreneur or not to read this book. Uh, it's it's essentially, it's a very quick read. You can do it in one or two sittings. Um, and it's the idea that things are going to change around you. That doesn't matter. What matters is how you react to that change. And the way you kind of take that and put that into the entrepreneurial world, guess what happened in 2020? The world shut down. 40% of my income went away. But I already had the mindset of like, things are going to change because I it's out of my control. But how do how can I react to that to make sure that it benefits you know everybody? And so that book, Who Moved My Cheese, is the book that I recommend every single person read. And again, it's super quick. Uh, and I've probably, I mean, it's an older book, but it's always the book I recommend. And, and it's so funny. Every single time I recommend it, somebody reaches out to me and goes, yo, I got that book. Um, so I, I think that guy owes me like a, a royalty check or something. <laughs> at least at least a, a couple of dollars sent your way for the extra uh, books that you help sell. Um, and now because you're a podcaster and I, I love podcasts as well, why I podcast, is there a podcast that is on your nearly your daily, like it's your go-to, like you will never miss an episode of this podcast because it's your, you love it so much. Yo, I've got a secret to tell. I'm not a huge podcast listener. Uh, and it's so funny because most people think like I listen to all these podcasts and, and so on and so forth. Now there are, I mean, I listen to Joe Rogan, you know, on occasion if I like the guest. I mean, I like Joe, I love Joe Rogan as a host. I watch a lot of interviews um, whether it be short form, long form, and it's not necessarily just because I like the specific podcast. And I'll tell you why I watch interviews. I love the, I love the art of the interview. I love how you can sit down with somebody and for lack of a better term, disarm them, make them feel comfortable enough to share their, their pain points, make them feel comfortable enough to crack jokes with you, make them within a short amount of time, want to be your friend. Um, and, uh, and the, the reason I always reference Rogan is because I think he's the master of this. 
And a great example of this is a, an episode that he did. He just recently came out. He interviewed Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, so obviously, if you don't know who that is, you live under a rock. He's the founder of Facebook, or now Meta. And he literally started the interview out with saying something along the lines of, uh, you know, you're, let's talk about the Oculus, man. It's really cool. It's bizarre. I put it on. It's awesome. Like, it's this whole new thing. Um, and it literally disarmed Zuckerberg from the beginning where he's like, wow, this guy's on my side, or he's not trying to get any dirt out of me. And by the end of the interview, Zuckerberg admitted that the FBI came to Facebook and told them to suppress information, right? Like mm -hmm. the idea that that you could have those types of conversations and the art of doing it a specific way, I love absorbing interviews for that reason. Um, and then also if I really like the guest, I'll, I'll pay attention because obviously I love absorbing from people that I admire. I love that. Okay, yeah. No, I, so I know that's not the answer you were looking for, man. Um, no, but it, it's an interesting for, as a podcaster and an interviewer, I never looked at it the same way. And I, I, I see Joe Rogan, and yes, he's a master. Um, did I just drop out? Yeah, you're back now. Okay. <laughs> he disarms the guest, like you said, with the Oculus going straight into saying, hey, I want to be, I want to be your friend. I don't want to be confrontational. And it's, it's, he's one of the few that can do that so easily with all, a varied amount. And so I like looking at that. I think I'm going to start doing that and understanding interview podcasts more. Um, my last question before I let you promote your, uh, let my audience know where they can find you is when was the last time you tried something for the first time? Oh, I didn't know you were going to ask this. When's the last time? Oh, I'll tell you what, back in the <laughs> Um, me and, and now my now fiance, I actually proposed to her like two days before this experience. So we went on the trip as, as boyfriend and girlfriend, we came back as fiances, as the French, <laughs> as the French say. Uh, so we went and we stayed at this all inclusive resort in Key Largo and which is in Florida. I don't know where you're from. Where are you from? Montreal, Canada. Just in Illinois, what you guys it. I knew it was Canada, man. I heard it in your voice. Um, so Key Largo, Key Largo's in Florida, and we went we went down for a week, just her and I, without the kids, and um, we went swimming with dolphins. And it was the first time I'd ever swam with dolphins, and it was the most amazing experience ever. And so, fun thing to know about me is that I love trying new things. I love adventure. I love I love going out and trying trying cool things, but I'm very rare to go. Okay, I want to do that again. Let me do that again. I will swim with the, I would swim with dolphins every day of my life for the rest of my life. It was the coolest experience. Like, dude, like I can't even like, if you're not like, I can't even explain it. If you've never swam with dolphins, go do it. I don't know if they have dolphins in Canada, but if they it's do, a little cold. it's a little cold for us that dolphin. <laughs> um, but with that being said, uh, it was, a, that was the first, that was the last time I tried something new for the first time. Um, and so yeah, swimming with dolphins. I gotta do something, but that's too long ago. Now I feel like I gotta go do something for the first time again. Well, maybe this will inspire you too. I'm gonna jump off screen here, Justin. I want you to let my audience know where they can find you, how they can support you. Um, so the floor is yours. Yeah. So I mean, what I always like to say is wherever you're listening to the show or watching it, search the Growth Now Movement. Uh, if you like what I have to say or what my guests have to say, click the subscribe button and come on the journey with me because that's what this is. It's me on a journey. Uh, and, uh, you know, just come along with me if you're interested. If you are a young entrepreneur just getting started, I do have a community called Growth Now Community, uh, which is only 47 bucks a month. There's no commitment. You can go month to month if you want. Uh, we're bringing guest mentors, like some of the amazing guests I've had on my show will come and share their wisdom for an hour. You can ask some questions. Uh, but we have weekly calls where we break down 
how an entrepreneur like yourself can make a bigger impact while growing their income. So if you go to growthnow.community, you can check that out. And uh, I would love to see you in there and get to know you over there. And uh, like I said, let's go on this journey together. Awesome, Justin. I can't thank you enough for being a guest on the show. Your your stories, your sh uh, sharing your moments with us was uh, amazing. And I'm looking forward to, uh, unfortunately, stealing those tips, uh, those uh, two questions from you, because uh, I think that's going to be amazing for this. Uh, but again, thank you so much for being a, an amazing guest. Phil, thank you so much, man. This is great. Excellent. To my audience out there, make sure you check the show notes down below to uh, support Justin. And remember to always invest in yourself. Hey, digital entrepreneurs. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Now, if you're looking to take your podcast to the next level, like most of these entrepreneurs have taken their business to the next level to scale it, if you will, make sure you check out my brand new newsletter. Links are down below. It is called the Monetization Mogul Syndicate Newsletter, or it could be Feel Better Stories of Monetization Moguls or Making Moguls is what I do. So make sure you go ahead and check that out. But I want to thank you very much for listening. And as always, remember to invest.